just this thought just popped into my head but do you think there's any chance that Sweeney goes to Bergeron or Krejci and says we don't like we would let we we decided that we're gonna move on from you no not even Krejci nope okay I think if if, if they want to come back and now what I would say is assuming that they want to come back and are willing to do it for cheap again. I think. Which they would. I think if they want to come back, uh, you know, that that's their, their decision. And they're probably, you're probably looking at similar, a similar situation. Maybe Bergeron even takes less um, than he did last year, but just health wise, say Don Sweeney doesn't think Krejci has it anymore. I, I, I think that specifically to your question Bridget I don't think he would ever say it to Krejci though I will say I think secretly they they, they kind of are hoping that Krejci just retires because I I think he would help them for sure but I I don't I, I kind of think they want to see I, I think they, they want to pass that those reins to Zaka but at the yeah. same time to he's still as long as he's healthy and you can get him for a million dollars that you know that solves some cap issues um that gives you that gives you a more stanley cup contending team playoff contending team um maybe with fewer growing pains because you get a little bit more time to to make some other decisions but um so i to answer my own question i don't think they're going to do that to either of those guys i don't think they're going to push them out but um just a thought and, and you know what it wouldn't have crossed my mind except for how the injuries affected the playoffs, um, which they didn't really seem to affect the entirety of the season. And if you had asked me throughout the rest of the season, did I think they were both coming back? I would have said, I yeah, I don't see why they couldn't come back. And now all of a sudden it's not really, you know, it's more complicated because of the fatigue factor um, at their age. I mean, Krejci's already retired once, <laughs> kind of, sort of. Um, so... And he seemed pretty, pretty down when we talked to him uh, for exit interviews. And we mentioned this in a previous episode, family factors in for both of these guys, but Krejci was not living with his family. And he said that this was one of his favorite seasons and one of his least favorite seasons because of the time spent away from his family. So um, I, I, that's why I really feel like he's not coming back. I don't even, I, I think that family is probably the top factor. Health, maybe the second. Um, that's not an ideal situation. I, I wouldn't want to live that far away either um, from, you know, kind of young kids and his wife. And so um, just yeah. answer my own question. If Krejci wants to come back, I, I think he's back. I almost think if Krejci were going to come back, based on his comments, like I think his family would have to be up here next season. Like it would have to be, a family decision where they decide, okay, like we're all moving back to Boston for the season. Um, because yeah, you definitely got the impression that like he, he doesn't want to do that again, where, you know, they're only coming up for a few games here and there, but otherwise they're down in South Carolina. Like he even said, he was like, you know, if things weren't, things weren't going well, like I might've just left mid season. And so, yeah, he, that, he clearly, that kind of shocked me that he, he was willing to to say that. Yeah, so like he clearly like really didn't like that situation and obviously missed being away from his family. So um, 
it would have to be either like they're all in as a family and everyone's up in Boston for the season. Or what I think is more likely is he just says, you know what? I gave it a shot. We had a great roster. We didn't get it done. And, you know, now I'm now I'm off to the, into the sunset. So we covered we covered free agency. I think naturally the next thing to go over would be, do you guys have any predictions for, and I know it's tough. It's tough because we don't know who's coming back, especially the two guys you were just talking about in Bergeron and Krejci. But do you feel, do you have any, any predictions about the Bruins trying to trade and move some roster players that are under contract this, this summer? So I have three that I think are, I, I could see any or all of them getting traded. And one we touched on a little bit, which is Taylor Hall. Um, because I do think they, not only do I think they'd rather have Bertuzzi because I think they probably like his style of play a little bit more, but I also think his timeline lines up more with if they are going to have to do a little bit of a retool, Taylor Hall's in his thirties and has two years left on his contract. That doesn't line up. Like he's, his contract's going to be up by the time that you're, you know, realistically, like by the time you're ready to contend again, um, Bertuzzi, you can sign longer term. He's still in his twenties. You'll have him through his prime. He's with you when you're ready to really make a run again. Um, so that's one, two, Matt Grizzlick, because I think they want to, I think they have to try to trade someone off the defense. I think he probably has the most value. And at some point, like you need to either decide whether you're in or out on Grizzlick. Like every year they keep kind of doing the song and dance where it's like, he has a really good regular season, but then he struggles in the playoffs. They cut his minutes, they bench him. And it's like, all right, like either he's, a regular defenseman for you and you believe in him and he's in your lineup because like, you're not going to be able to go find the Dimitri Orlov every year to upgrade over him or you're out and Hey, he does have really good regular seasons and we like his chemistry with McAvoy, but you know what? We're not, we don't believe in him in the playoffs anymore. So we're moving on. So like, I could definitely see Grizzly getting traded and the third I we've touched on it. I think it's, very realistic possibility is trading one of the goalies and specifically Lena Selmark because Swayman's younger. I think you commit to him longer term. Elmark has two years left. And again, to the idea that like this might be a little bit of a mid 2010s retool type thing. Um, you know, two more years of Elmark would be great. Keep the tandem together for two more years. But I think his, his even with the playoff struggles is, value is never going to be higher. And I think if you can get something, whether it's draft picks, maybe get back into the first round, whether it's to help address another position, maybe try to get your, your center, like whatever it might be, you know, another defenseman, if you're trading away Grizzly, like I think all marks should have real value. So I can, I think they should explore that. And I definitely could actually see something happening. Yeah, so you're saying we're never going to see the Hall Coil Bertuzzi line, is what you're saying? <laughs> nope. It's not going to be he's next also, year. It wasn't this year. It's not going to be next year. He's uh, also saying no more, no more goalie hugs. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I had gotten a question. Actually, was should they retire the goalie hugs? You know, even if they're both back, like should should that be done? Like, is that? Is that a this year thing? Is that... Everything runs its course eventually. And, yeah. yeah, and and I yeah, I wanted to ask Razor that because I don't think Razor likes 
he likes goalie competition. Um, and he also, back when he played, there was a lot less of the sh- things that happened around the game, like being happy. Everybody was a lot more serious. Um, anyway, so to to talk about Bertuzzi, how long would you think he's looking for this contract? Because you mentioned he's 28, going to turn 29 in February. Um, he looking for six years or less or more? Yeah. Because I was going to say five or six. Because if you think about it, five would bring him to – He'd be 33. At that point in time, what kind of contract are you going to be asking for? Because we're talking about maybe two two year deal after that, or I'm not sure what he'd be looking for in free agency at the age of 33. So, um, yeah, I kind of feel like he wants it longer, and maybe that's another reason why the Bruins might not be able to bring him in. I uh, uh, money what I don't I don't know um I still like the idea of bringing him back uh but for some reason I just get the sense that he is going to take a different offer first of all I mean I think he likes Boston but who knows maybe there's always there's a place that he's always wanted to play and he can go there and choose there um what have you but I want to I don't think I need to touch on the Taylor Hall part of it I think Scott kind of covered that pretty well Grizzlick, I personally like Grizzlick um, and the versatility he can bring. And, you know, no Orlov, Clifton's gone. Um, I don't know. I've I've always kind of thought that the Grizzlick hatred was a little bit overblown. And he's small, yes, um, but I think he's a smart hockey player. Uh, depends what you can get in return for him, but I, I think he's valuable to the team. So um, I'm actually more interested in the Olmark trade because we talked about having this goalie tandem as a huge luxury, right? And one of the reasons why it seemed like they should be able to make such a deep playoff run because not, you know, no team had really seen that kind of a goalie tandem um, in a while. And it, it was just one of the best, but didn't turn out to matter if you're not going to use both your goalies. Um, so clearly it, it helped them throughout the regular season. But as we see, what the hell does that mean? Nothing. Uh, you know, the record, whatever, didn't get them any further in the playoffs to have this great goalie tandem. So if you can find a way to move Allmark with his high value, because as we know, goalies value fluctuates a lot. Uh, they could have a great season next year. Could be the worst goalie in the league. Uh, it, it it changes, um, and right now his value is probably as high as, as it could be. Um, it's hard to imagine him having a better season than this season. Disregard you know the issues in the playoffs, but I think I'm very interested in what you could get back for Allmark. And I also think that Swayman is a good enough goalie that you. Would you be better with a goalie tandem? Yes. Would you still make the playoffs with just Swayman? Um, probably. I, I think that he gives you a good enough chance to to do it. I I don't – I would be interested in training him before everybody else. And I got to pull up his cap hit. But he's – go ahead, Scott. Well, and, and it's not just Swayman because Brandon Bussey had a great season in the AHL and – might not have a whole lot left to prove or learn down there. So 
you know, yeah, you never really know until a guy gets in the NHL, but you know, I could absolutely see like a Swayman gets 50 starts, you know, bossy 30 or something like that kind of split. And, you know, maybe Bussy's ready or, or if you don't think he is like, you can go sign some cheap veteran backup who can start 25 to 30 games. Yeah. I see, I see a lot of upside in, in that as the trade. Um, and you know what? In, I'll let Brian answer soon. <laughs> I promise Brian. And I can almost feel, I mean, I can feel the attitude towards Allmark has really shifted um, from the regular season to the postseason to after. And I feel like he's going to be miserable here. I feel like he has kind of become a punching bag the way that Tuca had at times. Um, and goalies in this town tend to become punching bags if, if they have stuff like what Allmark did with, you know, the, the horrible turnover that game five, which we've gone over, but um, I feel like fans would not be upset to see him get traded either. No, I, I think they'd be happy because it's smart business. I mean, it's not like you have Linus Allmark as your goalie and then like a 37-year-old Marty Turco as a backup. Like you have Jeremy Swayman, who's 23, 24 years old, and he's a number one goaltender in the league, and you have Linus Allmark, who's going to be walking across the stage in Las Vegas in about a month, winning the Vesna Trophy. So to all the points you guys made, no, he's not going to have a season like he had last regular season. He That's the best regular season he's ever going to have in his entire life it, because it was insane. And when you have a Vesna trophy and you have a guy that you're willing to move that guy, teams are teams are going to be a little bit weary about, okay, he wasn't great in the regular in the postseason, but they're probably going to be like, that's fine. We need a guy that can get us to the, to the postseason in general. So, and I, I, I do think the people know he was probably ailing, but sell, sell high on him. Absolutely. And it, especially because you have Swayman and uh, Brandon Buss, like you guys mentioned. So as far as Taylor Hall goes, yep, I'm good with him going. Um, because I do think it'd be nice to, to, for the Bruins to try to get some, some draft collateral if they could, or if not a, an adequate roster play in return or some sort of package and Matt Grizzlick, again, it's, he's, he's, he's probably of the, of the defense and they're willing to trade. I think, I mean, unless they're, I don't think they're willing to trade Carlo. So I think of the defense that they're willing to trade, I think Matt Grizzlick gives you the most value in return. And again, you have a whether it's in October or next April or the year after you have Mason Lorai, who's going to be in his mid twenties before you know it, who's like, whatever he is, six, one, he's a left shot demon projected top four left, left shot defenseman. So try not to look with the, the October glasses and try to look a little bit further down the line. I just think as, as great as Grizzly is, it's, he's not, he's not the future of the organization. Like it's, you know, if you can get value for him, Again, because the Bruins have been selling all their their draft collateral the last couple of these seasons, so do what you can. Don't the Bruins have Langenbrenner's son in the system? Uh, he's huge. Yeah, plays for Cornerpiac. I believe he's a Bruins pick. I don't know if he'll ever make the pros, but this guy is massive. And he at, uh, wasn't he at Harvard or is he at not? Uh, is he at Harvard? He's yeah. he's in the ECAC. Um, he he's massive, but he was not a high draft pick. Yeah, um, I don't I don't know what if any NHL future he has. I think he's a very much a longer term project if anything. Yes. Uh, yeah, longer term for sure. He's he's young still. Um 
But anyhow, that was just a thought that popped into my head when you're talking about big defensemen um, in the system. I I want to think about the Olmark thing this way. Who would you be doing business with in that kind of a trade? Um, what teams would be willing to dole out what the Bruins would want in return for a goalie? Like, who needs a goalie that bad? And you know, maybe that's their last missing piece and what would they be willing? Cause if they're a Stanley cup contending team, like they're not going to give the Bruins what they want in return that even if they need a goalie, I, I don't. So that kind of leaves you with the middle of the pack teams. Don't you think? And maybe potentially teams on the upswing that were lower in the standings this year. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to say like, well, one, the Kings, if they don't bring back Eunice Corposalo, are right back to looking for a goalie again. Um, I mean, there's a there's a few like Edmonton, always looking for goalie. I still don't think they have. You know, Stuart Skinner was good at times, but didn't hold up in the playoffs. Linus Allmark for Connor McDavid. There we go. One on one trade. <laughs> um, uh, you know Pittsburgh. Like if Pittsburgh's trying to make another run, you know, and trying to regroup quickly. Like they obviously need a goalie Montreal. Yeah. If I don't, I feel like they, they're probably not close enough though. Like they might want to be go younger. I, I mean, <laughs> this just popped up, but like, I don't even know if they'd be interested, but like back to Buffalo, like that's, although I guess they just got Devin Levi. So they're probably all set. Yeah. No, but, I don't think he's going back. to um, Buffalo. Um, all year they needed a goalie. They finally found one, but but too late. Um, yeah, because he was, you know, they would have loved for yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, to even like like a team like early. I don't, I don't. The Bruins would probably not want to trade him in the division, but like an up and coming team like Ottawa, or Detroit, where you know their goalie situation isn't set. I'm, I'm sure there's others that like I'm not thinking of immediately, but you know, I don't know how sold Seattle is on Philip Grubauer. He had. Some really good games in the playoffs, but it struggled most of the season. Like, you can definitely poke around. Winnipeg might be losing Connor Hellebuck, so they might be looking for for you know a replacement. Um, but yeah, I think they'll be. You know, is Colorado sold on Yergiev as their long term solution and goal? Like, it, so, it someone's always like looking for a lot goalie. of possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Were there any other topics you guys wanted to discuss before we wrap this up? Uh, just on Taylor Hall, I was going to say like, I'm really interested to see what his value would be. Like if he actually ends up on the market, because like I mentioned, he is a little older. He makes 6 million a year, which is not, there aren't. So presumably like a team looking to trade for him would be a team that's in contention, but those teams don't have a lot of cap space. So like, I, I wonder what the market for him, like I actually see like a bigger market for all Mark. For Hall, like I wonder what it actually looks like because there's probably there probably aren't many teams that can add like a six million dollar a year thirty something forward. Like he'd be a great last piece for for a bunch of teams, but everyone else who's you know trying to contend is up against the salary cap just like the Bruins are. I mean, maybe yeah. uh, maybe Toronto might try to shake things up too if they let some guys go, and I don't think. I don't think Toronto thinks getting Taylor Hall is the answer or the culture change I need, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean that they were interested in him before like that, that was, 
because as a deadline they got Felino, right? And everyone was like, why didn't they just get Taylor Hall instead? Like, I, what, what the I know Washington wanted him. I and they're is that, kind is of that, is that your inside situation. is that your inside yes, source that's again? My source. <laughs> I know Washington wanted him, um, but they're, and they're in a weird situation where they were sellers. Uh, how far are they from putting together a Stanley Cup contending roster? I mean, they sell a Ovechkin. Um, who knows? Uh, maybe that's that's a possibility for you know an option for him to go somewhere. I personally like Taylor Hall. Um, I don't know. He's, he's, you know, he's just a nice guy. He's easy to talk to. I mean, maybe biasly as uh, media members, he's one of the people that gives us our better answers. So he helps us out sometimes. Um, so I'd be more interested in what you could get for Almar. Cause I think it would be more. And, and I also think you have redundancy there that you don't necessarily need both. All right. Well, Bridget, I don't know if you have anything else, Scott. Uh, we certainly discuss a lot for um for may which is great there'll be a lot more to discuss throughout the summer and with you know like obviously we mentioned the draft and free agency and a ton to, to discuss but hopefully we got we got your your bruins fix out of the way for for may or at least this week it's been a it's been a tough month watching some well we thought were lesser teams going further than the bruins it's it's not going to get any easier so all we could do is just look ahead to kind of forget hey, the past at least the celtics didn't choke yet so, yeah. yeah. And uh, Jason the Celtics Tatum, really was... like to get like right on the verge of choking and then they finally wake up. It's, it's like they want that to be like the story, right? It's it's this dramatic game seven. We won in game seven. Jason Tatum came alive in game seven. He, he gave us a great quote, the one of the best there ever was or whatever after the game. You know, I'm just one of the best. I was dying because no hockey player would ever come close to saying the stuff that yeah. some of these basketball players say. It's like, well, maybe the best there ever was. Can get his, maybe, maybe the best whoever was could get his first championship this year before he starts yeah. calling himself that. So I, we'll see what happens. It's cringy, but basketball culture is well, so much a, different. He said one of the culture. best players in the world, like currently, which he clearly is. He fourth yeah. in MVP voting you, first like, team. Sidney Crosby's never going to say that. Like, Carmen David doesn't say stuff like that. They should. Um, Maybe like people would actually pay attention and they'd actually be interesting. No, people would dislike Con him. Connor McDavid. Yeah, but people just don't even know anything about Connor McDavid. He's just boring. He's just boring. That's true. He is. <laughs> That's I, don't what know, I know. feel like you'd get chirped so bad. Just like he's one of the best. Like every time he made a mistake, oh, you're one of the best, Scott. Like, oh, God. It was just. It made me cringe a little bit because you could think you're, you know, oh, I did it for my family. I did it for my teammates. I, I pulled myself out of it. Or like the classic, God really helped me through this last quarter. But I was just, it's, it's interesting going from hockey to basketball. And I covered, like, I'm at a lot of Red Sox stuff with WEI and it is just so different. It is, it is not yeah. ideal. It reminds me how much I like hockey compared to the but other if, sports. If you, if you back it up with a, record setting game seven then that was you know, fun more, that was more fun power because... to you that'd be like like that'd be like if Connor mcdavid did say that and then scored four goals in game seven you'd be like touche all right cool. <laughs> yeah but then he'd have to go with the championship so just like tatum needs to anyway scott that's scott's new job he's a he's a celtics reporter now don't get cool. too used to it you're gonna have to come back to hockey at some point yeah, 
maybe maybe i can get him to launch uh sunday shoot around (laughs) well you're gonna have to find new partners (laughs) (laughs) no i think razor can do that oh yeah follow follow scott for all your celtics coverage and uh keep it here for your bruins coverage and -hmm. if you guys have anything else we'll probably wrap it up all good all right thank you all for listening we'll talk to you very soon